Welcome to the Batman Tasticast, celebrating the 30th anniversary of the greatest animated television series of all time, Batman. The animated series, our podcast, offers a deep dive into each episode and a full series retrospective from two nerds who really like Batman. And seated across the table from me, we will be telling tales of his exploits till the end of time, Mr. Jordan Hugh. And seated across the table from me, I was racing as Princess Daisy on one of the Excite bikes. It was a bike model, I think. And um, I think it was one of the computer characters, and I'm almost certain it was Wario or Bowser, one of the real jerks. Uh, hit Mike with the blue shell right ahead of me. I'm sure Mike was either racing as Link or Mario. And I thought, this is my chance. I will finally beat Mike in Mario Kart, which I really almost never have done. I don't think I've ever done it. I think I did it one time. Maybe once. Maybe once ever. Not this time is the point. And uh, we got blue shelled right ahead of me. I saw it happen. I even saw the finish line. But somehow, like, Mike recovered just enough and did, like, a little snaky swerve (laughs) S right in front of me to, like, bring up speed like those pro players do and, like, just nosed right ahead of me uh, at the finish line on... It wasn't Rainbow Road, but it was one of those courses where you're just fucking constantly falling off anyway, and you just want to kill yourself. Um, but that's the time I almost got him. <laughs> Is Mike Stow, by the way. All right. Yeah, there you go. Oh, my gosh. What a, what a great intro. Um <laughs> We're talking about one of the best episodes of the series today, Almost Got Him. This uh, is an all-timer. All-timer, man. This is, some people would say, the best episode of the yeah, animated series. Top if five. Not, if not top one, top people five. usually have it as number two or at least in the top five. Yeah, definitely a top fiver for most people. Really great episode. This is season one, episode number 46, and it broadcast order number 35. So that is they a big knew, bump. That's they a knew big bump. that's an 11-episode bump, which we don't typically see on this show, but... Some initial thoughts here. Uh, what are your initial thoughts on this episode, Jordan? So I think growing up, um, this was my favorite episode because when you're a kid, so much of your enjoyment of this show is based on the colorful villains, the mm-hmm. rogues gallery. Mm-hmm. And you know, and each episode, you just want to see a new villain, what they're yeah. going to do. And the idea of them teaming up, well, I mean, that's why I like Strange Secret of Bruce Wayne. That's why I like a bunch of these episodes where you have multiple villains is because it's like, oh, if one villain is good, two is better, and three is even better than that, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And the only reason why it switched from Almost Got Him to Perchance the Dream was just because as I matured, I realized there's real emotional resonance in Perchance that like still exists with me now as a person. But even then, Almost Got Him has only sunk to number two for me. Uh, Probably maybe just ahead of Heart of Ice and maybe one or two others. Uh, I think this is exceptional exceptional and what i what i'm so thrilled by is that not only are each of the little vignettes really good mm-hmm. and really cool in their own specific way the wraparound story is awesome it's great making for a totally amazing episode it's probably one of the best written pieces we have on the show and has so many batman characters in it yeah it's so just who's in this loaded thing loaded with it so we've got batman's in it right then we have then the, the, the actual players at the table yes yeah, so we have joker right we have poison ivy we have Two Face, we have Penguin, we have and we have Killer, Killer Croc. Killer Croc. Well, first, we have the real Killer Croc, and then it's Batman. Do we assume that it changes, or is he Batman the whole time? No, I think it changes in that moment in the shadows in the back. Okay, okay. When after he's like beating after up Ivy hits table? him in the jaw, yeah, and then he's in the background for a second. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We also have kind of uncredited. We have Gordon. Yeah, Gordon and Bullock appear. And Bullock appear, and then Catwoman. Catwoman and Harley, and Quinn. Harley Quinn. Yeah, I mean. 
we have it's basically the jammed. entire A list jammed. This episode is jammed with people, and they even mentioned Mad Hatter. And they mentioned Mad Hatter, so pretty great. <laughs> we got nailed. He got nailed yeah. apparently. Yeah, nice. earlier, earlier, earlier. Uh, so cool. So yeah, the pacing. This episode has great pacing. The humor is incredible. The characters are handled so incredibly well. And this is kind of what you want. It's like, oh, yeah, we see Batman a lot, but I want to see what the villains are up to when they're not doing villain stuff. That's the fun of it. It's It's seeing them in their off time. And it's a great concept for a frame episode. Yes. You know, because it's just like, cool, we have all these different things and all these little vignettes and everyone brings their style and their flair to their story. Right. And it's, it's... It's the most successful of the vignette episodes, right? We certainly like this more than... Well, we actually... Go ahead and say it. It's definitely better than POV, but I like POV a lot. Right. Like, so, um, I I don't remember what other vignette episodes we have coming up, but this one is the best by far. But not yes. by far, but definitely the best. I just realized I've kind of gotten ahead of ourselves because I think the other vignette episodes are actually later than this. Yeah, so I'll, yeah, I'll retract later. my statement. All right, we'll come back. Though I guess we could almost include the flashback heavy episodes like Robin's Reckoning yeah, or true. the Night of the Ninja Day of the Samurai yeah. stuff, but let's yeah. not worry about let's that. Let's not That's worry okay. about that. No, but this episode is... Uh... Episode is is fantastic uh, and just a star-studded. Like this is such a culmination of like everything the show is. You have all of these incredible voice actors, all of these incredible characters meeting to play a game of cards. Right, and it's also like a huge payoff episode because you could not have this episode without having had at minimum like seven or eight other episodes yeah. to establish what all these other characters you are like and what their the, relationships yeah, you are. you need to know the characters and how they interact with one another. Like right. you couldn't have done this earlier. Right, like you have to have had developed Catwoman's romance with Batman to a point, yep. Harley Quinn's relationship with the Joker to a point, yep. and then had an encounter with each one of those other villains to know that like, oh yeah, this is what they're like, this is what they do. Absolutely. So, you know, even the reference from Poison Ivy to Harvey, oh, we dated. Like yeah. you had to have seen that episode yeah, already. Yeah, and that, you know, that's a, a way earlier than this, but still it's very important to the back Right. Um, so just a couple things here. Uh, obviously, we see Batman's rogue gal- rogues gallery uh, featured here. I think it's just, once again, an ingenious idea. Um, and I also love that they all play cards... In their style. In their style. Joker <laughs> right. cheats the whole time. Right. Croc is an idiot. And it's just, you know, it's, it's Right, really Two-Face good. is obsessed with, like, it looks like making pairs. Yeah. And, like, seems less yeah. focused on yeah, winning. Yeah, he's just all about twos. <laughs> right. They really do that. And I really... Oh, the two... One of the biggest things in this episode, we get the, the origin of the giant penny. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Well, actually, and that's not even the only iconography, because that whole Halloween Poison Ivy yeah. vignette... Yeah. That's like a whole look for her. That yeah. artwork has become famous, and I own the sculpts. Yes, you do. I was uh, going to mention I, that in the, I mentioned yeah. that in my notes. I own that statue from that particular Ivy. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's become sort of iconic and as well. But s- actually, just even the image of all them playing cards is iconic. Oh, yeah. There's a game. There's yeah. a, a card game and almost a board game almost got him almost based got on him. this episode. And then also at the same time, um, that, that uh, costume for Ivy would eventually inspire her, her style change for the new adventures. Yeah, of so this Rob. was the, the black... Yeah. swimsuit edition of Ivy. Yeah, she's yeah. wearing like a black leotard. She's doing like a goth thing. Yeah. And absolutely, this is what they took the new adventures yes, yes, from. absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I think it's great. And I think this is the best usage of Catwoman yet. Yeah. I liked her in this. Uh, you know what the problem is, is that it, maybe it's not the best use of Catwoman, no. but like this is the best episode she's in. She's featuring. This is the yeah. episode, the best episode that Catwoman's in. And she does some good stuff in this right. episode. Uh, again, Mike and I, listen to any of our Catwoman episodes. All we do is just get angry and lament that she doesn't have better episodes because yeah. we love Catwoman and we want better stuff yeah. for her. Yeah, it's it's. it's but whatever. this is good. She's good in this episode. Absolutely. Uh, you want to hit some IMDb trivia? Sure. All right. 
So, uh, Two-Face recounts how he tried to get rid of Batman using a giant penny. Uh, when Poison Ivy asks him what became of it, he replies, <laughs> they actually let him keep it. And throughout Batman history as Batman fans, I think guys like Jordan and I were always asking each other, yo, what's with that giant penny? Yep. And the T-Rex. And the other things Batman had. Are these all things that people give to Batman because he helps them? So actually, yes. Um, <laughs> and I, this goes to show how much research we do for this show. I don't remember what this is actually called, but this area of the Batcave actually has uh, a name. Oh, okay. I don't know if this is called like the gallery or the museum or whatever it's called. It's probably called. a gallery or something. Yeah. Uh, listen, I'm sure there's an angry listener right now who's frothing in the mouth being like, you don't know what that's called. He actually, um, they actually have functioned too in uh, the new 52 version of Batman. Batman oh, yeah. actually activates the T-Rex and oh, the penny okay. and all that stuff. So that's like, awesome. Yeah, the but traps. Yeah, those big items, which also features like other costumes and like yeah. a key to the city and a big playing card. Yeah, they're kind of... It's either stuff he was gifted, or I like to think like they are souvenirs of his yeah. great adventures. Yeah. Like you like to think of like late career Batman looking back on these things and being like, "Wow, I lived a life." Yeah, almost, and it's almost like almost like he's an explorer of some kind, and these are like his trophies. One hundred percent. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know why you keep the big playing card around. No, I mean, because I mean, that's Joker. part of his life too. It's hilarious. You think he like beats a villain and like saves the city, and there's like some big piece of evidence. He's like, "No, that's mine." Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. Listen, like Gordon's going to prevent him from taking it. Yeah, I know. Oh, uh, yeah. Gonna... We were supposed to put that in the file, but uh, yeah, I Batman guess, wanted it. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do with that? Uh, we gave it to Batman. He... That was an important piece of evidence. Listen, he takes what he wants. Yeah, he's Batman. How are we going to stop him? He can't. He's going to take I it anyway. I looked and he was gone, and so was the penny. He's going to take it anyway. That big old penny. Uh, Harvey Dent Two Face uses the two motif throughout the episode. It's all over the place. Yeah, all over the place. Right. He's robbing, uh, what, a, a million dollars in two dollar bills every right, pair. No, it's, it's two million two and two dollars in two dollar yeah, bills. Two dollar I think bills. from the second national yeah, bank. Second national bank. You know what? It, by the way, if you're the Gotham second Man. anything or the twenty second anything, just he's, close down business. He's in robbing. Gotham. He's yeah. robbing you. Don't have anything with a two. You I can't think, open. I think his gang is the two ton gang. The two ton gang. The two ton I gang. Think, <laughs> I think they're supposed to be named that because they look like big heavy oh, guys. Huge, but it's very funny. It's, the it's two ton all gang. two stuff all over the place. I have a question. Yeah, which came first, Two Face or the Two Ton Gang? Like, are these guys that were around and he hired them, or did they name themselves that, hoping that he would hire them, or did he name them? I would like to believe that they named themselves that because they're these big guys, <laughs> and they're like, "Yo, maybe Two Face will hire us." Yeah, okay, we're the Two Ton Gang, and then yeah. you put the flyers out. Or how about they were just like the Jones Gang, and Two Face is like, "No dice," yeah. and then they're like. How about the two-ton gang? And he's like, okay, you're in. <laughs> <laughs> it's the no dice that got me. It's just two-faced like, <laughs> no he says dice. things like that. Of course he does. <laughs> no dice. <laughs> he's like his voice. The voice that Richard Wald uses for Two-Face is just, it's just Batman two notches over. Because I feel like the Batman voice is here. And then Two-Face is just here. <laughs> Because that's just what's up. You know? He's so good. Oh, man. It's so good. Two-Face is... The, the villains in this episode... Big Bad Harv, baby. Big Bad, Big bad Harv. Harv. Two-Face scares the shit out of oh, me, by the way. Oh, he's terrifying. He's like the scariest villain at the I, party. I agree. In the rewatch of this series, and now we're... What are we? 46 episodes in? Yeah. No one scares me like Two-Face Two-Face is terrifying. Me. Like, even take in Man-Bat and Clayface and all the big scaries, Two-Face is the scariest because fucking guy to me. Because Joker is insane. Well, because at least he's like kind of weirdly charming yeah. and funny while and he's, he's killing funny. you. <laughs> and also at the same time, it's like, it there almost seems like there's times where like you could almost reason with the Joker. You can appeal right. to his intelligence. Right. Two but face, if Two-Face flips the bad side of the coin, you're that's done. it. And also he's just so hard to look at. Yeah. 
I mean, it's the gums. I think yeah. it's the gums. I have I bad. Think, I mean, bad tooth to gum ratio is just a I thing think, with I me. Think, I think they make a. Um, oh well, I mean, yeah, I get it. That's you know, that's my biggest like appearance, like cringe. It's just like you know what. We all have our things. Like I have a big gums, like weird me out. I can't do big gums. So small teeth, big gum. It's not even the size of the tooth. I'm not picking on people with small teeth, you know. And nobody can help what I'm talking about, by the way. I just mean like when I see a lot of gum, especially on like a monster type thing, big gums just bother me. Like uh, spoilers for Guardians Three. Just skip ahead 15 seconds, okay? Like when you see High Evolutionary's face is mutilated and you see the gums, it was the gums that got me. I was like kind of okay with everything else, like oh, his fucking gums are exposed. It was the gums that got him. That's it. Oh boy. (laughs) And that Um, guy has like nice teeth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, this was also based on a four-part comic book story that ran from September to December 1997 in Batman Volume 1, numbers 291 to 294, titled Where Were You on the Night Batman Was Killed? Uh, written oh, by cool. David Verne Reed and artist John Kalman. So, cool. I guess they, 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 they take from the comic books quite a bit. Oh, so. these villains are really cool, though. Yeah, I know. Who could they include? Catwoman, the Riddler, Lex Luthor, and the Joker. Like, that would be a good... And that's in 77? That would have been a good read. That's, that could have been a good episode. That's, that's that's purple suit Luthor, by the way. Oh, that's awesome. I would I would be all about I kind of want to go back and read that. And Blue Batman. I'm going to try to go back to 77 and find these books. <laughs> I, well, I mean, yes. I'm sure they're in a collection. You can definitely get them in a collection somewhere. You can probably also... Reactivate my comicsology you account. You can also read them digitally. I know not everyone loves to read them digitally, but you can. Um, we did talk about this for a bit, uh, but the uh, outfit that Poison Ivy wears for her story would later be used as part of her new look in the revamp of the series, The New Batman Adventures, 1997. Obviously, Jordan, this is a statue you own. Thank you for confirming That's, that. She's very, her. very hot in the statue. Do you have, um, do you, how many How many of those statues do you have? Is it, so from Batman the Animated Series, I only own two statues. Okay. I only own that Poison Ivy from this episode, and then I own like a, I don't know how to say this differently, a nightgown version of Harley Quinn oh, with the Mad hammer. Oh, Mad Love. The Mad, Mad Love. The Mad Love Harley because Quinn. Because I'm gross. I was very, I'm a gross man. You should get the the Harley with the hyenas. I Holly's wanted it. It's actually very expensive. It's very expensive. Like yeah. A $200 piece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I've certainly been contemplating it. I love Bud and Lou. I love the hyenas yeah, and great. I love Harley Quinn. They're great. great, um, great. But they're great statues. Great, great, great. Uh, Paul Dini had originally written that instead of using exploding pumpkins... Poison Ivy instead would set Christmas trees on fire in protest for them being chopped down for the holidays, which actually fits with her character. Yeah. But according to Dini, on the commentary, broadcast standards and practices had him change it, um, and he opted for Halloween pumpkins. Producer Bruce Tim thought that the pumpkin idea worked out much better, and I say the Green Goblin agrees. <laughs> Absolutely. Why would standards and practices... Okay, so Christmas trees. Um, Joker uses a Christmas tree rocket and like Christmas yes, with the Joker. But if we think about it this way, it's a show dedicated to little kids. Oh, little I kids see. They don't want to corrupt Christmas. Christmas. Okay, okay, okay. So you don't want to make them feel like they're doing something bad by celebrating Christmas. I got it. Okay. You know? I got it. All right. That, that makes was sense. my thought on it, and that makes sense to me. All right. I actually don't. Disagree you can't with that. vilify Christmas. But Halloween, of course, of is all course. about vilification. Evil holiday. <laughs> that's what you do on Halloween is vilify it. Got it. Yeah. All right, that's fine. I'm yeah. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, anything, I might have made that same call. Yeah, I think I think I get. And you know, the pumpkins work. Well, Halloween works. That's the, the thing too. Work. That's the coolest looking vignette. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, However, yeah. we'll get to it. Yeah, I love that laughter operated electric chair. Oh, that's yes. fucking awesome. Oh, it's the best thing ever. Anything you want to talk about before we dive in here? No, I'm excited. Let's All get right, in. Let's do. All right, we're gonna hop into Jordan's second favorite episode. Yeah, episode season one, episode forty six. Almost got him. Broadcast order number thirty five. 
We get the title card. Jazz music is playing over a silhouetted table of people playing cards. I like this uh, a lot. I like this title card a lot. It really just fills in. Um, my thing here, though, is that it doesn't really look like the rogues gallery. Like, I no, really can't notice generic, them. It yeah. looks kind of generic. You don't know the shape of who you don't know. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like they want to surprise you. They could have done a little better with yeah, that. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. so. Um, we see that it is written by Paul Dini and directed by Eric Radomsky. Yeah, nothing against Eric Radomsky, but I was actually shocked it was not a Bruce Tim episode. Me too. Me too. This seems like it's a Bruce Tim Paul Dini yeah, special. Yeah, the iconography and just mm-hmm. the, you know, it, it seemed like it would have been Bruce Tim. By the way, that's a huge compliment to Eric Radomsky. Of course. All the Bruce Tim episodes incredible are job, awesome. Incredible job here. Um, we see, we start the episode, we see white gloved hands that obviously belong to the Joker. He's shuffling a deck of cards as we hear the Joker say, I'm on a nice clean game, gentlemen, which, yeah, sure. I mean, come on, Joker's yeah. already cheating. <laughs> right. He's cheating as he shuffles. As he shuffles. <laughs> uh, he fans out the cards uh, like the Joker would, and then he begins to deal. And uh, we see the flippered hands of the Penguin remark, you know who nailed the Mad Hatter this week. So it looks like Batman got the Mad Hatter. Uh, and it's cool that the villains in this world, you know, there was this always this moment in comic books where... Um, it has. It doesn't have anything to, do, anything to do with Batman. But one of my favorite things in comic books was like when supervillain. This is a Marvel thing. When supervillains want to scare each other in the Marvel universe, they tell Punisher stories. Yeah, which I love. Which I love that he's almost like in my perfect world of the Marvel universe. Nobody even knows that the Punisher's like the Punisher's a boogeyman. Right. Like he might not even exist. Right. Like that's always been like how I would write the character if I wrote Marvel comics. Like people would be like, "Oh, Punisher." Let's like like how Batman is at the beginning of Batman eighty nine. There ain't no bat. I like the, I like the fact that people don't fully even realize this character exists. Right. So I love that the heroes. No, you the, want definitely want Punisher in the shadows. Yes, you want a guy who Batman's real. There's a Batman out there. Right. Uh, and I think in this episode, I think it's great that um, not only do the villains talk about Batman like he's a mythical creature, um, they know he's real, but they talk about him almost like he's a mythical creature. And they're commenting on other villains that have already been nabbed by Batman this week. I love that. That right. little that little like peek into what that world and that Wonder World is like. This also gave me a little bit of a feel of almost like a group therapy session. Yeah. Right? Because, yeah, they yeah. are bragging about the time they almost got him, but they didn't get him. None of, none of them did. And also, all of these characters, as brazen as they are, yeah. are all afraid of this guy. I mean, scary. the classic tag at the beginning of every Batman comic is that these villains, they are a cowardly and superstitious lot. And yeah. Batman exploits that. Again, we have to keep in mind the structure of all of Batman. The villains are the colorful, big personality characters. Yeah. Batman is the dark shadow that is terrorizing them, but he is the hero. Uh, so yeah. again, one of the things I love about Almost Got Him is it shifts the perspective. It mm-hmm. says, well, what if these are the protagonists? Also- and they're talking about this thing, Batman, as if it's the antagonist. And for all intents and purposes, in the lives of the villains, Batman's villains, he's the slasher. He's right. the Michael Myers. Right. He's the boogeyman. And he's, he's the, the one that uses all the horror tropes, yeah, right? Yeah. Unless you're specifically talking about Scarecrow, yeah. right? Batman's the scary Batman's one. terrifying. Always. Yeah. I mean, if I saw Batman in real life as a human being adult right now, I'd be probably be pretty scared. Right. Regardless of whether or not he was doing right or wrong. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, and then we say, Killer Croc says, no kidding, he sure gets around for one guy. Croc's voice sounds weird here. It almost sounds like they had to drop in Mark Hamill. It sounds like Mark Hamill. Is it not normal Croc's voice actor? For the whole rest of the episode, it is. But for this one line, it doesn't sound like him. Okay. It could have been a re-record. 
maybe 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 the voice actor for Croc like wasn't in the studio and they were like, oh shoot, we need this one line, and they were like, ah, oh, Mark, do it quick. Yeah, weird because Croc actually has a pretty good voice actor. Great voice remember. actor. Yeah. yeah, he's awesome. I love Croc's voice. <clears throat> um, Harvey then chimes in saying that he doesn't believe Batman is one guy, which I love. He thinks that Gordon's got a bunch of them, and then we cut to Joker's hands. He cheats. He pulls a literal ace out of his sleeve. <laughs> yeah. Penguin, Penguin, Penguin continues to correctly, actually, like almost 100% correctly diagnose Batman with some sort of crime-related trauma as a child, suggesting that maybe an overzealous mugger like blew off a piece of his face, which, <laughs> which ends up kind of becoming a dig at Harvey. Right. Because, you know, Harvey has half of his face missing, but I love how close the Penguin is to nailing it. Like, the Penguin's that smart that he gets it. He's that smart, and also he's the only one of them who might be smart enough to even care about something like yeah. that. Yeah, Two-Face, Joker, uh, Poison Ivy, these are cunning characters yeah. and cunning killers, by yeah. the way, but they're probably not that interested in Batman's past. You figure someone like Penguin who pontificates yeah. and really thinks about things probably has given this some consideration. Yeah, absolutely. And thus, he's pretty close. Yeah, he's pretty close. And at the same time, I think Harvey would care only... He wouldn't care to know who Batman was, but he would care who Batman... He would only care after the fact. I agree. And I think it's also because Joker, Two-Face, Ivy only really care about him as Batman. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think they would even consider the other side. Though I do have to say, I mean, I guess Penguin... Penguin is invested. I guess Two-Face and Joker are, are uh, invested in a in a sense because in Strange Secret, they are literally paying millions of dollars to find out the identity. But I think only to hurt Batman. Oh, yeah. Not out of real yeah. curiosity. No, no, no. Definitely not at all. He makes that, that comment about uh, Batman having half his face blown off. We then cut to uh, Harvey's bad hand pouring <laughs> half and half, like straight, straight the carton into, into his coffee right. after we see Penguin get served a cup of tea, which I think is just a great juxtaposition of the two characters. Love that. So he's just pouring that. Um, Joker then says, we hear Joker say, he could be all gross and disgusting under that mask, which causes Harvey to angrily squeeze the carton, <laughs> spraying half and half like everywhere. Um, which I find very, very it's funny. It's very funny. And then Croc chimes in, which I love, and he goes, well, you know what my theory is. And, every, and Joker cuts him off going, not the robot theory again. And then Croc clearly thinks that Batman is a robot. Yeah. We see, uh, and then, which is just hilarious. Oh, she's and, got a great entrance. And then from the shadows, though, we see an incredible entrance. It's the perfect femme fatale entrance. We see Poison Ivy's green boots stroll into the game. She's wearing the normal, like, I'm in disguise disguise, which is a big trench coat and a hat. Which I think attracts more attention. But oh, okay. I, I think so. I think, well, I mean, her costume is pretty intense. Oh, that's true. It's, it's, yeah, it's pretty hard to, to not know who that is. Um, she asks, she orders an herbal tea, and then Croc tells her to scram that this is a private, but then she trips him with the chair and then kicks him in the gut. And then Harvey's, Harvey's the one who says, ah, oh, Poison Ivy. She, uh, another dig, says he still looks halfway decent as she removes her coat. Both halves of Harvey say they want to kill Ivy in one way or another. He says, like, I want to strangle you. I don't know if I want to strangle you or hit you with a truck or something like that. Ivy then lets the others know that they used to date. She goes, well, we... And then both of them are like... Penguin and Joker's reaction. Oh. <laughs> They're like, oh, we get it now. Yeah. We get it why he's so angry. So funny and cute. Yeah, it's just very, very, very funny. <clears throat> Uh, Penguin asks why Ivy's there, and uh, we can see that Croc is like beating up people in the background. 
Um, I don't think it's Batman beating up the cops, but... Well, I don't think it's the cops. Yeah. So I think in the background is Batman as Croc, and he's beating up whatever goons these guys have with them. Okay. And then the cops are, throughout the episode, secretly sitting at the other tables. But I think... Totally why get it. I think why we even have this shadow exchange in the background is to let the viewer know... Hey, something's up with Croc in the background. Yeah, yeah. Because um, this was not the docile Croc no, that we no, saw no, no. two seconds ago. It's an angry right? Croc. Yeah, and it's like, oh fuck! And then later they realize, I, I think that was Batman yeah. doing the exchange. Because yeah. when he comes back to the table, when he comes back to the table, that's Batman. Yes, yes, yes. And then like Croc gets even dumber. Even dumber. Like yeah. Batman's like doubling down on how stupid Croc doubling is. Doubling down. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> Ivy says that she's been on the run from the law and Batman to which they're all like, yep, they all commiserate that they're all hiding out from the law and from Batman. Uh, and Croc suggests that one of them should have gotten him by now. So this is Batman. Batman is back at the table. Right. Penguin then says he's come, he's come the closest. And then they all argue for a bit before the Joker whistles to get their attention and pretty much says, listen, we all got an almost got him Batman story. So let's tell each other these stories right now. And he says that his is the best. Of course. Well, he's going to go last. Of course. He's the Joker. And then, dude, this becomes Campfire Tales. Oh, yeah. It's great. This becomes an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Mm-hmm. Which one of us can tell the scariest, best Batman story? I love it. I, I love, love this. It. I love this. I also find it great that everyone refers to Poison Ivy as Poison Ivy. Joker refers to her as Pam. He's Pam. He's the only one who calls <laughs> her Pam. He's a dick. He's, he really is. He really is. Oh, what's her name again? Oh, Pam. Right. He calls her Red or something Red like that. Red or something. In, never, in, never Ivy. Yeah, one of the other episodes. Um, so she gets her tea. Joker's wild. Yeah. Yes, Joker's wild. Uh, uh, Ivy gets her tea. She's ready to spill some tea by saying, it all started last Halloween. This is my favorite vignette. It's the best one. My favorite vignette. We fade to a sign reading Halloween pumpkins. I'm and uh, already hard. <laughs> <laughs> and then we see a scarecrow cameo. Yes. Uh, I I imagine that that's that there being a scarecrow there is a little nod to the scarecrow. Probably. But also it's also Halloween. Yeah. Ivy says that she had rigged hundreds of pumpkins to explode with poison gas. We see the bat Batmobile wheel up, up across like this dark orange red sky, right? Is it like yeah, the, a dark sky? I think so. The colors here are just it's awesome. So it's so good. It's just beautifully Such animated. Such good Halloween stuff. Um, she was using these pumpkins filled with gas to, as a way to lure Batman to her pumpkin patch. Yep. Uh, we see Ivy light a little jack-o'-lantern in front of Batman. <laughs> yeah. And the, the jack-o'-lanterns have a very specific face. Yeah. With like a very specific mouth. Yes. Yes. Um, we see that Ivy's wearing a different, more Halloween-inspired costume, um, which pretty much just means she, uh, the costume is now black and she's not wearing pants. Well, it's all she's wearing. Yes. Because she's not wearing shoes. She's not wearing anything on her legs. No leotard. Right. She's, 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 she's just she's wearing, wearing a leotard. wearing much less. She's just wearing a leotard. Which this is, is like Tim Sale's Ivy. She's yes. just wearing very little. Yes. Which, to be fair, her normal costume is pretty much a leotard with tights. But it has leggings and boots. That's what I mean. And arm stuff, which she also doesn't have Oh, she here. gloves. Yeah. yeah, gloves. Here is just a leotard. Yeah, she's wearing basically yeah. nothing. No no pants. I mean, comparatively. Comparatively. She drops the small jack-o'-lantern and it explodes. And then Batman gets hit with this gas. So this is a very Green Goblin moment. Uh, as a Green Goblin <laughs> fan, I was very happy we to are see both, pumpkin bombs. You're a bigger fan than me, but we are both big Green Goblin I fans. Love, yes. I love an exploding Mike pumpkin. Mike has actually cosplayed fully as the I Green have. Goblin. I have. There are pictures of me on the internet that you can Google. Looks great. Um, Batman, Batman's like kind of hit with this gas as she goes to unmask him. He punches her into a bunch of pumpkins, which uh, knocks down some string lights, which causes a chain of explosions. 
There's poison gas everywhere. Poison Ivy's always undone by fire in yeah, some way. Yeah, it's just well, like... if I know anything about Pokemon, grass type is weak against fire type. There you go. There you go. Pokemon logic holds up. Almost got them all. Almost got them all. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty good. I think nice. we should run with that. I'm going to run with it. Uh, also, fire type is good against bug type, which also makes sense because you light up ants with a magnifying glass. It makes sense until we get to Killer Moth, Firefly, or whatever the hell his name is. Yeah. Well, there's... Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. the hell is his Firefly? name? Firefly? No. The the Batman villain. What the hell is his name? Shiraxis? Yeah. But there's also Firefly. There's both of those guys. Yeah. That's the same guy. No, it's not, is it? Drury? Isn't that all him? I don't think so. Oh, fuck. Either way. They're going to revoke my Batman card. Bunch of bug people. Those villains all suck anyway. Exactly. So Batman runs off and ultimately succumbs to the gas, and Ivy indicates that she's immune to it. I guess she's grown an immunity to the gas, her gas that she uses, and she leaves Batman to die. He calls the Batmobile, which continues to destroy the pumpkins as Ivy gets away from it by climbing up a telephone pole. And it looks great. The yeah, whole sequence it's so looks great. The Batmobile drives into the pole. It knocks her down and knocks her out. Batman gets his gas mask from the car. He gives uh, Ivy <laughs> one of the, no, 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 you've been a naughty girl looks, and then we fade. Oh, uh, it's a great sequence. So it good. looks great. So the iconography there is just very just strong. Very, very good. Ivy with the pumpkins is classic. Uh, yeah, Halloween Ivy just rules. Mm-hmm. And also like a little long Halloween I adjacent, like, which yeah. is nice. I, like, I also like that she got festive. Yeah, it's She's great. the only one who did it. Um, we cut back to the game. Joker's judging the exploding pumpkins. He thinks it's a bad idea, which I think is probably the writers poking fun at themselves for like, that was the idea. <laughs> for having came, to yeah. do that instead yeah, of the Christmas yeah, yeah, trees. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Then Harvey starts up. It happened. When he when I just robbed the two million from the Gotham Mint in two dollar bills. It's that voice. Yep, it's so good. It's so good. We cut to the mint. Harvey is flipping his coin right in front of the giant penny, which I was very excited about. That got the Leo point. That got the Leo point for me too. It's like, oh no, 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 giant penny. And as Amanda's like, what are you pointing at? It's a giant penny. And she's you force like, her to watch all these episodes. She doesn't watch all these episodes, okay. but sometimes she'll p- come in while I'm watching it, and okay. she goes, "What's going on here?" She actually likes these episodes quite a bit. She likes the show a lot. It's good um, to know. We have to have her back. Uh, actually, we will have her back. Uh, yeah, right? definitely. I want to have her on like maybe the Batgirl episodes, maybe the next Harley episode. Okay, yep. We'll see. We'll see. Um, his goons have captured Batman. The two-ton gang has captured Batman. Two-ton gang. Harvey flips his coin and gets the bad heads. And then he takes Batman's utility belt, which is smart. Yeah. Second a, person to ever do this. He's a smarty. And he pretty much says like, eh, no funny business from you, Batman. We cut back to the game. We see Harvey's hands. Uh, Jack's over twos. Of course. Of course, right? Uh, Croc asks, what happened next? And then Harvey indicates that he wanted to give Batman a 50-50 chance. (laughs) We cut to Batman. He is now tied to the giant penny, which is in his basement now. Yeah. He says if the coin lands face down, Batman is crushed. If it ends up face up, he breaks every bone in his body. So he's either going to die. Pretty close results. Yeah, it's close results, but either way, Batman's in trouble. His goons lift a pallet of what I think are gold bars. That's what I thought they were as well. To drop on this like kind of catapult device, this the, the biggest coin flipper ever. Yeah. Uh, when Harvey looks at the coin, uh, but Harvey's Harvey looks in his pocket to see where his coin is, and then he realizes he doesn't have his coin, which we know is the problem. Man, 
Two Face, get rid of this coin. Yeah, dude, the They're coins. Just, get some more coins. The coins ruining you, dude. Get other coins that work. You're undone every time by losing this, this specific coin, item. It's the coins, the problem. Just get a couple more. And then he realized that Batman took the coin, which I love. Also, the coin has gotten awful. The coin is worse for the wear. It's, it's falling apart. It's jagged. It's jagged. So Batman uses the jagged edge of the coin to start to cut himself free from the bindings on the giant penny. And then Two Face is just like, do it now. He takes the forklift and he drops the gold bars, sending Batman flying through the air. Batman uses the coin to escape, and then he swings, ca- swing kicks Harvey into um, into like a, a sack full of pennies. Yeah. And then we see the giant coin completely crushes two of the two-ton gang, totally uh, not killing I'm them. I'm sure they died. They're dead. <laughs> They're dead. There's like that was the thing. If it, it landed face down, right. Batman would be dead. This right. thing's landed. It may face not down. have animated, but they they were crushed. They were death. died. Yeah. Crushed by a giant penny. Right. Which is all uh, their bones were broken and they died. Dumb ways to die. Batman then um then Batman, and this is a big problem because we know that Batman's not forklift certified. <laughs> um, he uses a forklift to lift the two remaining goons into the air and then he does that cool Batman thing where he shows up as a shadow in front of Harvey and you see like Batman's it. shadow just over Harvey's like body as he's on the ground yep Harvey knows he's done like he's like alright he got me and then Batman goes Batman says here I owe you a dollar and he gives him the jagged coin back I guess so Harvey could at least have it in prison yep and, and in fairness to Harvey he did almost have him he had that coin gone him. down another second yeah uh, then the end had of Batman. Batman not cut himself out Harvey so, would have won full credit to Poison Ivy full credit to Two-Face they, yeah, yeah. Really, they almost really, got him really good attempts okay. so so far yeah. almost got him is valid yes so the, one of these that is super not valid. Oh yeah, of course. Of oh course. no, I'm not even talking about the one. I'm not even talking about Croc. Oh no, I'm not talking about Croc. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm talking. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Um, so then uh, Harvey t- uh, flips the coin in the in in the flashback, and then mid flip the scene transitions to Two Face catching the coin, blaming the coin for his inability to best Batman. Joker makes a joke about Harvey coming in second. Yeah, always which I like. coming in second. And then he asks, "Who wants to go?" And then Croc interrupts. This is this which is, for many, this is the moment of the episode. Tells the worst story <laughs> ever. And now that you know it's Batman, I love that this is Batman. Just Batman's there, just making Croc look like an absolute total idiot. Yeah, well. So I wonder if Batman <laughs> is sitting there going, "Okay, if I'm Croc and I got to tell a story, what's one time I fought Croc that like I remember?" Mm-hmm. So Batman as Killer Croc is telling the story that he was at the rock quarry and he says, and he's coming closer and closer. And they're zooming into Croc's face like they're going to fade into a vignette. And then Croc goes, and then I throw a rock at him. And everyone's I laughed personally we to all myself. Laughed. And then everyone at the table just looks at him like. Yeah, and we get kind of like that. Uh, it's like a a crowded shot of them yeah, together like, like the camera's panning around as they're all just looking at him like you fucking idiot you idiot what what why <laughs> so then poison ivy breaks the ice thankfully and says so harvey what became the giant penny and then you hear croc say it was a big rock looks <laughs> <laughs> so sad <laughs> he's so sad which is great because we know that's batman yeah yeah batman who's proven to be a pretty decent actor uh, and apparently has a sense of humor if sense of humor and uh <laughs> He reads the room this, perfectly. Better than this is better than his Gaff Morgan. Oh, oh, much better. He's really improved his disguise <laughs> abilities throughout the series. Better than that one time he was the the guard. That's his worst disguise. No, the oh, worst no, no, disguise, the worst disguise is, is the when Gordon's he's... Fisherman. 
No, the worst disguise is when he's dressed up as the cop, but it's just Batman wearing a cop hat. Oh, that's also very, very bad. bad. Yeah, very that bad. is the worst disguise. Yes. Harvey says... <laughs> Harvey he's, says this. He's so upset. He's so upset. They actually let him keep it. <laughs> like <laughs> he got to keep Batman. Keep the pe- kept kept the penny. I think he wanted the penny. He definitely wanted the penny. Yeah. Do you know how he big? Like, the- that would have been great for my lair. <laughs> I could have scratched it off. Yeah, we've seen Two Faces lair. It sucks. It's like an office. <laughs> it's, it's like it's a bad casino. Yeah. Um, uh, Croc looks sad. Now it's time for Penguin to deal. He says a bit of condescending stuff at all the other villains, to which um, he starts using all these giant vocab words, claiming that nothing compares to his most recent ornithologically inspired entoilment. Yeah, thanks, Penguin. Joker, who I love, because Joker is highly sophisticated. Yeah, Joker knows what he says. He's very well-spoken, and is um, and also could use these big, stupid words. But he kind of comments that he needs to cut it back on the big words and that they're losing Croc, who who clearly doesn't understand. It looks Croc, like he has a headache. Croc even does like a, <laughs> Which is Batman. <laughs> you know, Batman knows all these words. Of course. Where are we back, Jordan? One of our favorite locations in Un- all of the show. Unbelievably, we've been here so much in this last run of episodes. We're back at the Gotham back Zoo again. Back at the Gotham again. Zoo, baby. We were just there. We are back at the Gotham Zoo. Penguin is breaking in as Batman shows up. He swings in, swings in and takes a kick at Penguin, yeah. who hits him with some kind of mist from Penguin's legendary umbrella. Yeah, and he bluffs it. He's like, oh, leave it to me to grab the wrong umbrella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the mist yeah, doesn't yeah, yeah. seem to do anything. doesn't do anything. Little do we know. He tosses the umbrella and then runs into the birdhouse, the bird exhibit. The door closes behind Batman, who is chasing the Penguin into the bird exhibit. Penguin then says a bunch of pretentious stuff. Incredibly. And then he tells Batman, which is one of the lines of the episode, prepare to meet your end in my aviary of doom. (laughs) Which isn't as good as it was a big rock where I threw a rock at him. Yeah. But it's close. It's close. It's very lame. (laughs) We then cut back to the card game where Ivy just mocks him saying aviary of what? Because yes, it's a dumb name. Um, And like... Yeah, she is She is very sassy. Uh, Joker remarks that it's super corny, and Penguin insults them again in the nerdiest way possible with vocab words, saying that they have no flair for the dramatic. Which I, I disagree. I, I think Joker... Even just Joker is the most dramatic t- character. Are you telling me, like, Joker and Poison Ivy's yeah. vignettes Penguin, are not dramatic? Re- Penguin, read the room. Other yeah. than Croc, you're just sitting with theater majors. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Just all of them. It's like, it's... Well, what is that? It's uh, the, the Spider-Man's uh, villains are, are all science majors without humanities, right? And uh, and Batman major Batman's villains are all oh, it's arts majors like without humanities, right? Or something like without that. Without humanity, yeah, something like right. that. Something like that. Um, he then starts to say "Aviary of Doom" again, but then stops and just goes, "My big birdhouse." <laughs> <laughs> Which got a laugh out of me. It's such a good line. I, I, I don't love Flipper's Penguin, but eh, yeah. whatever. We could also stop off here to say that Penguin's vignette's the lamest vignette. Oh, it's terrible. But it's a- what's sad is we've barely had Penguin on the show at all, so this de facto is yeah, the best Penguin we episode. We haven't done Birds of a Feather yet. It's not been it's out not, yet. It's not been out yet for us. And uh, I do. I will say, though, I, I do like Paul Williams as the Penguin. No, I, he rules. It's a, this is a great Penguin. It's just this story is lame. Yeah. And like... It's fine because it's part of Almost Got Him. But I even remember as a kid being like, all right, I got to get through the Penguin yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know what? It is um, 
Paul Williams does a really good job of like kind of combining a little bit of the Danny DeVito with a little bit of the Burgess Meredith. Like he does a good job. He's a he's, good penguin. He's, yeah, he's kind of asked to do the impossible. Yeah. He's kind of asked to be like, well, you're going to kind of look like the Danny DeVito penguin, but parents hate that. Yeah. So you're going to be more subdued. Like, more like the comic book, very sophisticated gentleman penguin. And you're going to kind of reference, like, the Burgess Meredith penguin a little bit, but without, like, the veins Wah. popping out of your fucking head. <laughs> you know? Oh, okay. And Wah. he kind of comes up with this, which is good. Yeah. No, absolutely. Penguin releases a group of hummingbirds from a cage, letting Batman know that the gas he sprayed Batman with is made from the nectar they drink. And that their razor-sharp beaks have been laced with poison. I really uh, love fine. that everything the Penguin does is bird-related. <laughs> right. Like, he's, this is the most 66 the show gets. very invested in his theme. He just loves birds. Like, but it just happens that his theme is lamer than everyone else's, yeah. so we judge him harsher for like, it. Like, birds are terrifying because they're dinosaurs, but it's I lame guess. for a comic book villain. Yeah. Yeah, Batman throws a batarang at the sprinkler (laughs) system. Oh, these poor birds soaking these birds and they just fall down to the ground. I thought he might have like drowned them or something, but no, they're okay. Yeah. Um, But Batman has already been hit with uh, with some poison from the from the birds and he starts to like collapse. Penguin, showing how astute he is, rightfully predicts that Batman will go for the antidote in his belt. And uh, he must be quick, though, because (laughs) Penguin has sicked an an angry cassowary a bird i've never heard of and i don't think he exists they're real they're real cassowary they're kind of like emus are they like extinct i don't know they're kind of like emus but they're they're large birds that are not too different than like an emu or like an ostrich it's a large bird happy to admit i had never heard of the cassowary Mm -hmm. i looked up the cassowary because of this episode i had no idea i've used the google machine i have confirmed the cassowary is real i am looking at it I'm going to give myself some credit. It certainly looks like a fake bird. Yes. But it's real. Yes, uh, absolutely. They consider it the world's most dangerous bird. I mean, it, it does have razor-sharp fang, uh, razor-sharp talons. Um, Cassowaries are flightless birds, yep. classified, blah, 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 native to the tropical forests of New Guinea. Oh, wow. It certainly exists in Australia because it's deadly. Yes. As we know, everything, everything from Australia is deadly. deadly. Everything wants to kill you. The people, the animals, the plants, everything. So the, the cassowary chases Batman down. He gets a strike at him. He slashes him with his talons. And then Batman, in a, in a moment of true bird genius, picks up one of the fallen hummingbirds and stabs the cassowary with it in the leg for some bird-on-bird violence. Yes. The cassowary runs off, as does the penguin. Batman injects himself uh, with some, I guess, antidote. He leaves the birdhouse. The thing blows up. Batman leaves as Penguin escapes on his helicopter umbrella. I'm just going to say, um, Penguin did not almost get him. No, and that's Joker, Joker, common. Joker is us in this scene. Yeah. Where we cut back to the card game as Penguin remarks that um, he almost got him, and Joker goes, not even close. Yeah, Joker is very right here. Joker like, knows. Penguin, you told a lame story. You should feel bad about yes. it, and you weren't even close to getting Batman. Yes. Now, Joker says that there's many different ways to quote-unquote get someone. We've noticed that in at if you watch the whole episode, right, and you understand what's going to happen in the episode, Joker is still in, in his attempt to get Batman right. in this story. So he hasn't gotten Batman yet. The almost got, got him happens a little later on. Well, because Joker is really the frame story. Yes, yeah. Joker's the frame story. So he says that it's his turn to tell his story. Joker, once again, he's a ham. He's a scene stealer. 
And he goes, it was just last night. And he pulls out a TV. <laughs> yeah, which, which is, I feel like just came out of his pocket. Of course. I mean, I would believe it. He's got a bag of holding in there. Now, I'm looking at the episode runtime, by the way. Joker has most of the episodes. Most of the Because those vignettes actually all happen in like a couple of minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a handful of minutes. Uh, we cut to the TV. Uh, we see black and white. And we hear, it's late night, late night Gotham Live, as said by Harley Quinn. Uh, Harley does her best sidekick job announcing the Joker, who takes his bows to a big band version of the Joker theme, which I really like. I would watch this yes, show. Yes. Oh, I would. The Joker's late night talk show with I Harley Quinn as his Ed McMahon. Yeah. I would watch it so much. Or his Andy Richter. Right. I would watch so and much. He of finds this. a creative way to kill someone yeah, every night yeah, until yeah. he finally gets taken off air. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's the big band version of yeah, his theme. Yeah. 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 It's so good. Um, Joker begins to host the show. He cracks some jokes, and then Harley. Lovely, uh, doing her best uh, mall rats, end of mall rats impression, hits the snare drum, <laughs> right. uh, does the rim shot. And uh, Joker sits at his desk, he shuffles some cards and then throws them away. And he re- reveals that he met his first guest while taking a deposit from the Gotham Bank. Because we know the Joker isn't taking a withdrawal from the Gotham Bank. He's robbing the Gotham Bank, and he was stopped by Batman. That's it. So his guest is Batman. A curtain opens up showing Batman in one of the coolest devices we've seen on this show, a giant electric chair that we would later find out is laugh-activated. I fucking love this. It's so good. It's so good. Love this. Love this. It's my favorite Joker thing ever yet that's been on the show. It's so very good. But then we cut to commercial. Yeah. And then it says we'll be back for more. We have like a we have like a commercial. Wait, part. we cut to a real commercial. A real in commercial the Joker show, in the yeah. Joker show. In the real commercial. In the real of commercial our show, yeah. of our show. Very good. And then when we come back from the real world commercial, we actually come back to the Joker show while it's happening. Uh, we return. We go right back to the late night show. Batman's electric chair is hooked up to a laughometer, and Joker asks Batman how Robin is, which Batman doesn't respond. I laughed. A good. <laughs> good. Joker I hope he's dead. Batman doesn't even look at him. Uh, Joker informs the audience that this electric chair is laughter operated. And then Harley goes up to it to test it with a very small laugh. Ha, 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 ha. And we see that the uh, chair begins to slowly electrocute Batman as she does her little laugh. Joker then informs us that the audience will be hit with laughing gas and will laugh at anything, even the phone book. And in a brilliant bit, Harley clears her throat and begins reading names directly from the phone book. I love this. I love that the Joker is always committed to a bit. So this is fantastic. As Harley continues to read names out of the phone book, Batman begins to fry more and more and more with the electric chair. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's just a really neat setup. It's great. It's great. It's a really good one. Yeah, no, I love. I just love the setup. I love the laughing gas pouring in. Harley, I love how much pain Batman is in as we see the electricity coursing over him. Yeah, he's in it's a, a. It's a brilliant device. He's in I a love lot it. of pain, dude. Like this seems like this really hurts as the meter goes up, and we see he's starting to get close to like halfway or like getting there. Um, what I do love is that Joker then takes this opportunity to grab a grill fork with a hot dog. <laughs> And start to cook a hot dog in the electricity. Very good. Harley continues to read from the phone book, but then she's stopped by a whip. And I'm like, oh, what's going on here? It's Catwoman. Oh, yeah. Catwoman. Catwoman then tosses Harley into the Joker, destroying the set. It's just great because it's like, how much more jam-packed can this episode get? And And Catwoman Catwoman shows shows up. up. Are you kidding? And she's like integral to the plot. Yes. Uh, Catwoman then uses her whip to bring the lights down on Joker's goons. Uh, And then we see that... uh, 
Batman takes Joker's large grill fork to free himself uh, from the chair as Catwoman tells the Joker that the show's over. I see Joker's bit with the hot dog fork. It was his undoing. Yeah. His bit yeah. was his undoing. Kind of like Harvey's coin. Mm-hmm. Yes. Batman then escapes the electric chair just before it explodes. So Batman survives another explosion. Of course. It is what it is. Catwoman clearly... Just everything explodes. Everything explodes in the show. Um, Catwoman uh, doesn't tell us why she went after Batman or how she even knew, but you know what? We'll take it. Right, We'll take it. To get some good Catwoman, we'll take it. We cut back to the card game, showing Batman escape on the TV. Two-Face and Penguin chime in that Joker almost got him if it weren't for Catwoman. We cut back to black and white. Joker is escaping with Catwoman in pursuit. Joker, Catwoman ties Joker up with the whip, but he had an ace up his sleeve. As Harley hits Catwoman with one of those boxing glove gun things. I love those. I love that. And uh, we get a kind of iconic shot of Harley um, holding up the gun. Now, this isn't, I don't think it's the shot, but it's a, it's a pose that we've, we see Harley in quite a bit where she's holding up a revolver. Now, in this episode, it's got the boxing glove thing spring attached to it, but we've seen it in other episodes or at least other images from this series For where sure. she's holding up Sometimes the, she has the bang gun yes. or the cork gun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's an image we've seen, I think, before, but yeah. this one is, is one of the good ones. It's really, really good. It's great in black and white, too. I, uh, yeah, again, I, I can't comment enough. I love the Joker and Harley Quinn's iconography. I yep. love the stuff they yep. use. And yep. I like their toys as much as I like Batman's toys. Like, don't get me wrong. I love the grappling gun and the battering. But, like, the boxing glove gun, the bang pistols, uh, her giant barrel sledge mallet. Yeah. Uh, all that stuff is great. Her, their stuff is way more chaotic than Batman's. Oh, but, but it's I lo- amazing. I love that. And it looks great. It looks so good. It's that's so- why I'm, I'm so impressed by cosplayers who actually have that stuff. Yeah. Why they bought it or made it and yeah. accompany their costumes with that stuff. It's awesome. Yeah, the big hammer is really good. Big hammer. Or I love when a Joker cosplayer has, like, a good joy buzzer. Yeah. It's really good stuff. Yeah, it's really, really, really good. And uh, Harley, obviously, and Joker are probably the most maybe outside of spider-man and deadpool probably the most cosplay things at every convention yep uh, of late i think because of margot robbie certainly it's harley now yeah and i think harley's the, number one well the harley it, she's way ahead to be fair and this isn't i'm not trying to detract from from the design on the on the um on the margot robbie uh harley quinn but i feel like that costume's a little easier than classic harley the daddy's little monster costume yeah like the yeah. roller derby costume yeah whatever you yeah call it. yeah yeah it's it's a little easier than harley's costume like 100%. yes you can buy it but it's not as easy to probably make i mean look i'm not gonna say this is not true uh, i think that costume is also very attractive so yeah. like i'm happy for all the harleys that want to do that that's great <laughs> i just think it's so funny because like listen you and i went to comic-con for years yeah. years years yeah. years of going to comic-con and it was like every year we saw more harley quinns every even year. before marco robbie even and then she did her thing and then it was like you couldn't look in any one direction without seeing eight harley quinns it would be eight harley quinns eight spider-men eight deadpools right that's like the most, the most. I would say the most scene. is uh, most is Harley, and then uh, yeah. Deadpool is a close second. Uh, there's tons of them, yeah. almost too many. And then a lot of folks as the Doctor, one way or another. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's a good costume, you can yeah. throw it together. So then we cut back to the card game. Uh, Joker reveals that his hand is all aces because he cheated. Everyone is pretty sure that he cheated, but as he begins to rake in his winnings, Croc chimes in that he doesn't get it. What happened to Catwoman? So this is Batman, folks. Mm-hmm. Joker says that she's currently at the Pussy Winks Pet Food Factory. God. <laughs> the others Very look nice. at him and they're terrified. They're terrified because he says that he intends to turn her into cat food to deliver to Batman. So this is where I really respect Joker in a horrible way. Yeah. Because 
Yes, what you said was true about the Punisher in the Batman universe. The Batman villains get together, they tell horror stories about Batman. Mm -hmm. But I feel like if Joker wasn't sitting there, the conversation would be, did you hear what Joker did? Yeah. Right? And it would be something like, oh, yeah, I mean, these stories are all like, oh, Penguin manipulated some birds. Oh, uh, Two-Face attached somebody to a giant penny, attached Batman to a penny. Yeah, Joker's going to turn someone into cat food. Cat food. Like, that's the line. That's like, crazy. he's just always over the line. He's literally going to grind someone someone up in a meat grinder, right. put them in a can, and send it to Batman. Right. He's just the one who's always too far. Yes. He takes it. And that's he's why that guy. he's the Joker. And he's that guy. And he, the only reason he does any of this is because to him, it's funny. Right. It's and funny. he's a total sicko. Right. Yep. So... Well, and, and actually, I love that version of him. And I think this is most versions of the Joker. It's like... Oh, it's like, oh, but that's so impractical. That'll never work. Doesn't matter Doesn't to me care. if it works or if it's practical. I think it's funny. And that's, and that's that matters. why it's a neat that character to Joker. thing. We then see Croc stand up and with Batman's voice, he says, I don't think oh, so. Such a good moment. So good. So good. He picks up I Joker. I remember as a kid seeing this for the first time being like, oh my God, it's Batman. <laughs> Pure joy. Um, he picks up Joker and tosses him. The others raise their weapons to Batman, who then reveals that everyone else in the club is the GCPD. <laughs> right. And, and Gordon, we see Gordon. Gordon and Bullock are right there. Yeah, they're right there. Because there's a moment where the villains almost retaliate. Yeah. They all pull their guns on Batman like, oh, maybe we got him. Which, uh, no. in the comics, I would have loved to have seen this fight. Yes. They wouldn't have shown the fight on the cartoon because he would have had to punch too many people in the face. Right. But I would love to have seen this fight in the comics. And that animated moment when you see everyone in the darkness is, yeah. is the cops surrounding the table. Yeah. It just looks so cool. So good. And they're all kind of like in shadow, but they, and they look so small compared yeah. to the GCPD around yeah. them. It's just yeah. a really it's neat really, moment. It's really, really cool. We then but cut there's to, more episode. There's more episode. Unbelievable. It's not done. Unbelievable. We then cut to, I can't uh, believe this isn't a two-parter. It's so good. We cut to the Pussy, Wink, Pussy Winks Pet Food Factory. Catwoman is tied up to her conveyor belt. Harvey tells her a story that she had a kitty once, but cats don't always land on their feet. Which, uh, okay. Yeah. I guess she might have you murdered a cat. You almost can't believe that Harley's going to do this, but she's still fully in brainwashed. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then um, Batman arrives instead of the Joker, and Harley starts the conveyor belt, and he starts bringing Catwoman towards the meat grinder. Yeah, I assume the missing scene was that, I, I assume Joker must have told Harley, yes. listen, there's a 50-50 shot. It might be Batman instead of me. Mm-hmm. If you see... Batman, just, just start the it. grinder. Just do start the grinder. Um, Batman chases Harley down, and he grabs her, and she goes, you could either get me or save Catwoman. You can't do both. And Batman, who is really smart, flips open a breaker panel. Like, no, I could do both. Uh, yeah, I could do both. <laughs> uh, flips, op- flips open a breaker panel, and then um, cuts the power to the grinder, and Catwoman's saved. And uh, I love Harley's response, and she was just like, oh, that's smart. Help. <laughs> you know? The little, the little Help. 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 <laughs> Which is great. Uh, we then see the uh, the toaster. Does he, does he like hit her? What does he do to nah, Harley nah, there? Nah, nothing. Something happens. Uh, something definitely happens, but uh, we then cut to outside. We see uh, an aerial shot of Harley getting loaded into the uh, the toaster wagon um, that <laughs> yeah, we, we've become very hilarious. accustomed with to uh, over, the, over, the, over the episodes. Since the first one. Yeah, since the first one. Uh, Catwoman meets Batman on the rooftop. And then she has a moment with Batman, like a human moment where she's like, you know, maybe we can, you and I can escape Gotham get to a place you know without all the freaks and all the weirdos yeah and maybe a place without masks and she leans in to kind of get a kiss from Batman and we hear the we sound hear of the police the, sirens. the police yeah. sirens which draw her attention for a second and then Batman does a Batman she turns around and he's gone he's gone and she sees him swinging away uh, in the streets of Gotham 
And then we get a great shot of Catwoman like standing in front of the big full moon. And she sees Batman swing away. She wags her head and she goes, almost got him. Oh, man. So good. That's so good. So good. So good. So, good. so even, even she's in that. You can fucking taste that. Yeah, it's so good. That Whoever wrote that. That writing is nuts. That's Paul Dini. Paul Dini, that's, Dini that's baby. That's nuts. That's, that's really just top tier stuff. So it's I such got... a great way to end it. It's like a, you get chills when uh, she says it. Chills. Because like, yeah, it's, even the episode ends with it. Even Catwoman can't, can't pin this man down. Yep. I love it. Uh, you know, this episode's fantastic. Uh, my closing thoughts in this episode, it's one of the best ever. Uh, it was such an enjoyable watch. It's an episode that I, I would watch three, four times in a row and just love it every every time. You find more things, more hints, more everything. It's fantastic. What about you? I mean, I, I love it. It's my second favorite episode, yeah. just behind Perchance the Dream, yeah. Um, yeah. and just ahead of some other really good ones. I told you Heart of Ice was up there. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk more about the others later. But um I adore this episode. I think all the vignettes are worthy. And even though I don't like the Penguin one as much, it's still iconic still in good. its own way. Still good. Um, I love the frame story. I love the Catwoman moment at the end. And as a kid, like I said, this was just my absolute favorite episode. If you happen to come home and this was the one that was on, this was a good day. It was a big rock. <laughs> yeah. You I know? think in many ways, Almost Got Him represents the maximized potential of yeah. this show. Where yeah. it was just like, hey... Not only can we create great episodes, we can use other episodes we've already made mm-hmm. and fragment them yeah. and bring them together into something new yeah. and really thrill you yes. and say, hey, you already know these characters. We don't have to spend time establishing nope. anything. Nope. Let's just play. Let's just, Let's just take out our toys and play with them. It's the best. This is the best toy box episode like ever. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Um, I mean, terrific. Absolutely terrific. Yeah. Top five are easy. Probably top three. I would say top five, absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, top three is probably the right call. It's yeah. right up there with... It's right up there for me with um, with uh, Heart of Ice. Right, but Heart of Ice is your favorite. I think right? Heart That's of Ice is my one. favorite. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think Heart of Ice is my favorite episode. Um, but you know, it's definitely circling in that in that in that realm. Right. You know, Heart of episodes like Heart of Ice, per, per chance to dream. Um, I'm always tempted to like elevate sentimental episodes like the Where the Grey Ghosts and something yeah. like that, but I, I still like this episode better. Yeah, this is a just an incredible, incredible episode. So I, I absolutely love it. And uh, next time, oh boy, are you ready? Guys, get Dude, ready. You're you're taking us through you've taken us through both I'm, penguin I'm episodes. I'm the animal man. Yeah. <laughs> He's the animal man. Jordan on the next episode will be taking us through birds of a feather. Birds and of a feather. They surely flock together. They'll get ready. Oh baby. Thank you for joining us. This was the Batman Tasticast for Jordan Hugh. I'm Mike Stow. Thank you and see you next time. Same bat time, same bat channel. And thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Batman Cast. If you want to continue to support the show, please give us a five-star review and leave a comment on the podcatcher of your choosing. Also, give us one of those subscribe. Hit that button on the podcatcher if you'd like. Also, you can reach out to us on social media at Batman Cast, or you can reach out to Jordan and I directly. We'll see you next time. Enjoy. <laughs>